Welcome to the Talking Shop Podcast. Join Josh and Michael as they talk about the latest hobby news, what's on the shelves at Grand Slam, the inside scoop on what it's like running a local card shop, and much, much more. Now, to the episode. Here we are. Welcome, welcome. 25 episodes. I was just about to ask what episode number this was. You 25. It's like almost <clears throat> half a year, dude. So this is nuts. Medium Rare Cards is in the house with myself from Grand Slam. Uh, we're going to talk some shop. This is our Talking Shop podcast. Um, how goes it since the last time I talked with you? Oh, busy. Lots of kids, lots of birthdays, lots of drama, you know, exhausting <laughs> stuff. Exhausting stuff. How about you? I, I know the feeling. Um, good. Just been busy. My help has been on vacation the last two weeks. So I've been in the store a little, little more often. Kind of. Good help is hard day. to find. I can't believe. I can't believe you let him, you let him go vacation. like that. At, in his defense, he was on a church mission trip. So I can't say no to that. We so he, will. We will give them a pass. Good job. Yep. It, it, it allowed me a chance to be forced in the store all last week. So it was good. Um, <laughs> business was good. Uh, it, it good. Yeah, so. yeah. I saw a couple, um, couple posts. You guys had some pretty big cards come out of some pretty nice product last week. So that, that had to be cool to be there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll go over the uh, show rundown. If you would like you, you did it last week, so I'll do it this week. Get on it. Do it. All right. Um, we start with the opening rip, or we're going to talk a little sports, little brothers of sports uh, and fathers in the sports world. Uh, we always hit new in the shop. That is product that is coming this week immediately. Um, we go behind the counter for a look at uh, an inside look at something at the sh in the shop. What is the behind the counter today? I forget what's. We uh, we are have been doing a mashup between that that segment and the hobby advice and listener questions so if, if anybody has questions about uh some behind the scenes that's where they we've been throwing that in there yes that's right and then um and then we mash it up like you said with the listener questions then we show off a card from our vaults or our boxes at the house um, i guarantee you i guarantee you my card's older than your card I believe it. And probably more valuable. My card tonight is not very valuable, but it's oh, very, God. it's very in touch with um, <laughs> current events. Let's just put it that way. So, and then uh, we always hit the coming to the shop. So that's typically product that's going to come out next week. And then we always wrap up with a crazy stat of the week, kind of a stat to get you thinking and to blow your mind, hopefully. So that's the show rundown. Hang with us. It's usually an hour or less. And it's good. I'm going to lobby for a bit of a shorter episode. It is my wedding anniversary. Ooh, that's right. So I've got a, I've, I've have my wife waiting to have a drink with me downstairs to celebrate. That's so. a perfect reason for this to be a 45 minute or I won't blab as much. <laughs> so, um, you know, if you do have any questions, it doesn't have to be about the shop. If you have questions about, uh, the hobby, that you would like Josh and I to give uh, an above average answer to, um, maybe, then just drop or that. below average. Uh, below, usually it's below, but you know, you take the average, then it's average. So opening, um, 
So the N- the MLB draft was this weekend, and I you know every I just I don't know why I didn't realize it, but uh, all these sports have combines, and so it was cool to see some combine footage. But so let let me drop some names. These are let me just drop them. Let's say one, two, three, four, five, six, and I'll start from so that's six people that were drafted in the top twenty of the MLB draft. Okay. Six of them have ties to either um, a brother or a dad that played in Major League Baseball, and then one of them played in the NFL. So I didn't, I've never heard of this guy. Dan, Daniel Susek, he's a catcher. Hmm. His brother played in the MLB for six years. His name was Andrew Susek. Okay. Um, at, drafted at 17, Justin Crawford, son of Carl Crawford. Okay, yep, I know that. Jace Jung is the brother of Josh Jung, who is a prospect for the Texas Rangers. He was drafted number 12. Elijah Green, who is a specimen. He's like 6'4", 240. He's built like a linebacker, and he's going to be playing center field. He is the son of Eric Green. He was a tight end in the NFL for the Jets. Oh yeah, long, long, long blonde hair, right? No. Who am I thinking of? Different Green. Different Green. You're thinking of maybe Kevin Green, Kevin Kevin Green, Green who Kevin was Green. a linebacker for the Steelers, I believe, and he played for Auburn War Eagle. Um, and then the top two, the top two guys in the draft, Drew Jones play center field he was drafted second he's the son of andrew jones 10-time gold glove winner for the atlanta braves and drafted number one he he, him and his dad were the cover boys for the artwork for this podcast episode jackson holiday play shortstop son of matt holiday which i remember matt holiday being a really good baseball player i don't know if he got any hobby love he may actually get some hobby love now that his son's been drafted um, number one. But what do you think of that? I mean, is there something to that? We were kicking around some names. Um, you actually looked up some other names, but let me let me get your take on. Yeah, I've got it. I mean, I, I thought maybe one or two in the top 20, but we're talking, you know, 20, um, 20% of the top 20 that we know of that I did a little bit of research on actually have, have ties to professional sports. Yes. My thought is you got to look at it this way. So if their dads grew up playing professional sports, what did the sons do? They probably played since infancy. So at least watched it, watched it and, and really picked up all sorts of stuff as they were absorbed in that world. So you, you, they're probably banking on the kid has some of that. He's absorbed it for so long. Um, now, you know, if you're a professional athlete, you are built different than the average human and there's genetics involved there. And so there's that plays a part, but you cannot convince me that there's not a part where the GMs and the owners don't think there's gotta be a chance we could repeat here. And they're just you're trying to saying there's a chance. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and um you know high level youth sports tends to be fairly expensive as well. Um and so having resources, having private coaches, I can remember my kid sister who 
Uh, and I'm not saying that we grew up with a lot, but by the time my brother and I got out of the house, there was just more resources around for my sister. And she was 10 years younger than me. And she was, she was the, the number one tennis player in South Carolina as a junior. And it's tournament after tournament after tournament after practice after practice. And, um, and yes, we're, we're talking about practice. Um, but it's takes a lot of resources and time. And I think, uh, especially this next crop of youngsters coming up, they've, they've had the resources to really dedicate themselves to these sports. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a big part of it. So you just mentioned GMs. Well, we're the GMs of our card collecting uh, card collections. Right. And so does it affect just personally, does it affect you on how you would collect somebody if you knew that their dad was sort of okay and that they, they, they've got a shot. Yeah. So, I mean, you think like Vlad jr, you know, I think it just shines a spotlight on them to the point where it's like, all right, let's look really close and see if we can see something here that we can latch onto from the hobby. I don't think it immediately means they're a lock to be that good, but I think it just is enough to get your eyeballs glued to them to watch, to see. And I think the hobby would probably, the moment they start to look like that, probably just latch onto them real quick, where some of the other guys that kind of come out of nowhere, you've not heard of, you just, you kind of need a little bit, you need a little more proving from them. But Vlad Jr.'s turned out to be awesome. And so there's a, but the Biggios of the world, I think we all just kind of like, let's keep an extra close eye on him. Mm -hmm. Because there's a, I mean, I think we inherently think there's a good chance this dude's going to be really good. Um, well, other than these guys, I mean, we we talked about it in pregame. So there's Tatis. Yeah, it's amazing how many father sons yeah. have been through the league. Yeah, there's Tatis. And, you know, uh, I think he's already eclipsed his dad. Uh, I mean, I don't think he'll ever hit two home runs and uh, two grand slams in one inning. Uh, there's Guerrero Jr. There's Biggio. There's Bichette. Coming up, there's Jack Leiter, Cody and Clay Bellinger. In other sports, there's like the Gronkowskis, that poor mom having to feed all those boys all those years. Uh, you mentioned Cabrian Hayes. His father played in the major leagues. Yeah, I never um, knew that. Hey, Matt, what is up? Um, and what did Matt say? And let me put that back up there. Um, yeah, he kind of yeah, gives them a leg up because they grew up around that environment. And, and, it, and usually it don't need the same level of professional education in the clubhouse. They it's, it really is. They, and I don't even, and on top of that, I think for the most part they've seen, um, and this may not translate in the business world all the time, but in professional sports, um, those guys work really hard. And, uh, so these kids see that the level effort it takes for their fathers to do their jobs, uh, at a certain level. So, just being a, being around that. And look, kids, kids learn, uh, developmental, uh, movement patterns by just watching. Yeah. And so, I mean, how, how many of us as young baseball players just naturally do the right things on the field when fielding a ball? Cause our brains have seen that motion so many times. And that's just us as kids on TV, let alone the the kids that are in the dugouts watching this day in and day out, you know, 200 times a year. Yep. Absolutely. So 
let's let's talk about some bigger names. Who who are you? And we talked about these names, but I want to bring them up um, <clears throat> on air. Some big names coming down the pike of sons or nephews that are related to Hall of Fame guys, like um, you know, Bronny James is coming up, and you your face lit up uh, when when we started talking about this in in pregame. Yeah, that is going to be that may be. I don't know. I don't know if anything will ever get to Zion level. But that's going to be smoking yep. hot when it comes out. Yeah, I think the the story behind that is going to be what drives it. Where with Zion, it was just he's a freak of nature and um, and s- still may be that proven freak of nature when he comes back next year. But I just think the the storyline behind that, because it's LeBron, is going to be huge. And I, I asked you before, but I don't know if you probably don't know because I don't know. Maybe our uh, listeners might know. Has there ever been a father-son duo play at the same time in basketball? I know the Griffies did in baseball, which seemed pretty rare and unlikely. But um, in you basketball, think it would happen. It would have a chance. It would never, ever, ever, ever have a chance in in, in football. football. Yeah. The, the careers are too short. But in basketball, the careers stretch out. Baseball, uh, the careers stretch out. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's, but if that's not ever been done and LeBron and Bronny do it, then it's just going to be all over and it's going to yeah. be huge. And now what I think it'll depend on is where Bronny ends up draft status wise. I, I bet in a private conversation and he would never admit this, but that there's somewhere in that kid's mind that w- where he doesn't get drafted high just to ease the expectations and like you, but you know the gms of the world they are, are. Be like if i have any better of a shot for us to draft the next lebron this is our closest shot without knowing for sure right someone's going to take him too high because of that and then i tell you it's, it's just so it's just so much pressure like like if you know if you follow golf at all jack nicholas's sons were it was it was a lot of pressure. Um, I feel bad for Tiger's son, Charlie. He's he's going to have a tough time if he's not a world beater coming out. Uh, Facebook user, wish I knew your name. That's a good point. I've heard the same thing too. That yeah. LeBron's younger son is even better than Bronny. People yep. are more excited about the younger one than Bronny. Yeah, that's true. Could could uh, he get up there fast enough for LeBron to play with him too? That'd be hilarious. Wow. He's LeBron's going to have to play until he's 60. It doesn't matter. Um, yep. Could be like Jordan's son. He was a bust. I mean, it's just, it's just a lot at that point, the physical gifts are there, but it's, you know, um, I didn't know this. I'm looking at the list. I've got an entire list pulled up of father, son, baseball duos. I didn't know Tony Gwynn had a son. Yes. Chris, right. Um, Chris Gwynn. No, this is Tony Gwynn and Tony Gwynn. So he's probably named. Oh, dad, so. Did you know uh, that Jeter's dad played? Now, it's not Derek Jeter. Sean Johnny (laughs) Jeter. I got Michael in the pregame with this. uh, I also said Trout. Trout dad played. I bet y'all didn't know that. Steve Trout's dad, Dizzy Trout, played. But, man, this list is long. And, of course, it's the all the notable ones like the Tatises and the Mm -hmm. Griffies, but – 
man, there's a, there's a bunch that I had no idea. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see who, who makes a bigger splash. Brawny? Wait, Pete Rose. This has Pete Rose and Pete Rose. But see, I guarantee you the younger Pete Rose got the shot because of dad. Now, it could be real Pete Rose. His dad played and no one heard of his dad. And then, right. and then you know, 60s and 70s Pete Rose came along. Well, uh, I was just saying it'll be interesting to see who, who has more fanfare. Bronny James? Or this kid, Arch Manning, which is uh, Eli and Peyton Manning's nephew, and apparently he's been the highly, the, the most highly rated uh, quarterback prospect in the history of, literally, this is not hyperbole. It's in the history of prospects. He's the highest rated prospect ever coming out of high school. So no, no pressure. pressure, no pressure, kid. You, you, no. Your, your relatives are. Eli, who dethroned Brady twice, and Peyton Manning, who's one of the best all time. Yep. Um, yeah, that'll be cool. The Manning's cards in the hobby world have just never been the price that, you know, you look at Brady's stuff, which is in that same era as Peyton's, and it's 20 times the price of Peyton Manning's stuff. Well, let's see. It's it would at, In my mind, it would be at least three times as much. Based on? Well, Rings. Super Bowl wins, right? Well, yeah, but and so yeah, it's that that is weird. I, before we leave this, because I have one more thing in the opening rip. So, one of the reasons why, uh, you know, other than um, the whole PED thing, but I, I think if your father is beloved in the hobby, then then you got a shot to have some hobby love out the gate. But how about if your dad was considered a complete jerk or a weirdo, that would probably sort of work against you, wouldn't you think? Yeah, for sure. Unless they just come out and they're just Otani, you know, just doing things that have never been done, then I would think there would be a difference there. Um, I was going to ask you something that, oh, our stat of the week has nothing to do with this, but didn't Griffey Sr. and Griffey Jr. hit home runs in the same game? Isn't that like, that's a really cool feat, and I believe that did happen. If you're listening, I, you know for a fact. Yeah, throw that, that in the chat to verify. Um, how, how insane is that if you really think about it? In a pro game, the father and son both end up on the same team and then both hit a home run, which is hard enough to do because like 0.1% of the entire world can even do that. That's pretty insane. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I think that did happen. Let's yeah, drop that. If you can find that out and if you're listening, drop that in the chat. Um, new in the shop, Josh, what's coming new in the shop. to the so, shop? Some, a pretty um, big, a pretty big football release, actually a big a football huge, release and an enormous basketball. release. It really is. So um, before I talk about those, the, the product that was, that came out last week, I believe Friday, um, or even Wednesday, it was delayed from Tops to our distributor, and so it got delayed from our distributor to us. But that was Tops Archive Signature Series, the Retired Player Edition. So those arrive tomorrow. If you're local, you can come down to the shop. We'll have them at the shop tomorrow. Um, that was a last week release that was delayed for us. So and that don't comes uh, yeah, please do not sleep on that product. There, yes, you're gonna get a 19. 19- 87 goose gossage 
autograph, but it's still it's an autograph. That, my my boys and I watched. You it. said goose gossage because I was about to say goose gossage, <laughs> and that's weird. But it's funny because my boys were we were watching breaks of that because I was like, I was like, watch, you're gonna see some monster cards pulled out of this, and it's so funny my boys were watching it and then it's like yep if i pulled any player out of this it doesn't matter who it was i'd just start pcing them they were so hilarious oh. it's like oh it's an auto it's a numbered auto it's a one of one i have to start pcing this guy but don't sleep yeah. on that that product there have been i've seen it i've seen one of one Derek jeter's pulled out of there I've, it's a lot of hall of fame autographs coming out of that product guys. yep so, so but the two big ones the two big releases for next week are yep. That's uh, this week on Friday, Donner's Optic Football and National Treasures Basketball. Those are those are two you got to have the credit card for if you want. <laughs> those are the big boys. So those probably are the big boys. I mean, that's the um, biggest basketball. So maybe you would know this, but and maybe I should know this, um, but didn't uh, Donner's Football came out? And I guess they were inserts or like special previews of the optic brand. So, but it'll be a different photo of Justin Fields in his Donruss optic in coming out of this product. Oh boy, I should know that. So, um, I want to say it's the same. And they call it in the regular Donruss, they call it the optic preview, which it is. Right. They just sprinkle in some of those optic cards. Um, that is a, Awesome question. I would have wished you would have asked me in the pregame. I would have found out the exact answer. But well, um, in my mind, I mean, I think you even pulled one of these uh, as your card of the week or you're showing it off. Like I keep remembering like the really valuable rated rookie optics or almost portraits of the guys like holding yeah. a ball and they're not on the field. It's not it's just they're doing they're like holding the ball in a stance of looking at the camera or away right. from the camera. It's not a field shot. Right. Like I, I keep, I think maybe you had the Josh Allen last week um, or you had an optic rookie of a, of a, maybe it was the pink and pink Mahomes, but his optic is like his helmet is off and you can see his face or something like that. Correct. Okay. Um, yes, but it's a different picture. I don't think in 2017 though, in regular Donner's hobby boxes, they did optic. Oh, there are no previews. Okay. So you had regular Donner's had a picture, and then when Donner's Optic came out, he had a different picture. Both That's were it. not on-field shots; they were both posed shots. But I think that's changed a little bit. I the only for some reason the only Optic preview card. Oh, Zach Wilson. There was a Zach Wilson pulled in the shop. I know that out of a regular Donner's. But again, until I see the Optic version of Zach Wilson, I don't know if it was the same or not. A Najee. I think we have a Najee Harris, maybe even in the shop in the showcase Optic preview out of regular Donner's. Yep. Again, I'll know that answer as soon as I see optic. There you go. Some of those look like open some product in the in the shop and and put that uh, give, give some clarity to that. And then the big one yeah. um, is going to be National Treasures basketball, and you're going to have cases and cases of that, right? I am not. I will have one if I'm lucky, and <laughs> I'll have. I won't have cases and cases of people wanting to buy that because it'll be so expensive. But yeah. I will have a couple people. I'm sure you, those you're chasing the logo man one of one. And those are the ones. If you pull the right guy, you just bought yourself a nice house. So yeah, it's a life. It's a life changing card. But um, really, yeah. really, that's the that's high high risk. The epitome of high risk, high rewards. So, all right, that is what's coming to the shop this week. So make it down to the shop, 
grab a box of national treasures and open it on camera. Josh will be happy to record that. Um, who do you like? And I think it's already started. So fire I have, on a screen. I have from, in fact, JP must not be watching. JP text. Shame me. on you, JP. Um, I have so, the I have the derby, the home run derby recording right now. I'm not listening. Um, I am, and I got one last offer. So if you follow me on Facebook, I put a an offer out on the um, on on Facebook that I want Pete Alonso versus the field, and I'll put money against it. And so I've had a few takers on that. I think I'm up to fifty dollars a bet, um, and I've got a couple takers on that. Um, I've got, and JP just texted me now, and I need to text him back before I am, I end up cheating. Um, <laughs> but so I'm taking Pete Alonso versus the whole field, and people All right. put money Well, on. let's get through the brackets, okay? Here are the brackets, okay? It's a great you're, derby too. Your your guy Schwarber versus versus the old man Albert Pujols. Who wins that one? Schwarber does. Schwarber is okay. a machine, and Pujols will just get tired. I think younger Pujols could probably take him, but oh no. Um, obviously, you're picking Alonzo to beat uh, Acuna. I love them both. One? How about this one, Corey Seager and Julio Rodriguez? I just got another twenty. JP bet me twenty, so me and JP <laughs> got twenty Alonzo against the field. So now I'm up to 120 bucks. So say that again, Julio. I haven't Julio versus Seager, Corey Seager. Seager, and that's only based on I don't know enough about Julio. I would be okay with either one of those guys. Probably be better for the business if Julio gets that big old yep. spotlight shined on him. But I'm excited. And and Juan Soto, and I forgot to talk about Juan Soto, so we may have to circle back around to him. Juan Soto versus Jose Ramirez, the most underrated hobby player in the universe, I think. For sure. Soto scares me. I'll be honest with that bet I made. Soto scares me. Um, and then I don't know how these brackets turn out, but you sort of spoiled the segment because you're picking Alonzo f- to win the whole thing. Sorry. So, but I mean, if you watch him, he's just like, and talk about, we talked about this in the pregame. What, what was your theory about why he's so successful? He, he wins every year by one home run. And the reason he wins by one is because he stops swinging after he passes whoever he's batting against. And he still has 38 seconds on the clock or whatever. He's still got his bonus minute, you know, right. He just, Hits and hits and hits until he has the lead and then he stops because why why wear yourself out some more? So I have lost having Alonzo in the past because we went on total home runs and he stops hitting them after he's passed the person. So uh, I think I think he can win. And I said this last year at the end of the derby when he won, I said he'll win any derby he's ever in. I mean, if he just enters it. Well, so there's a, a couple things. He's super comfortable with the guys that's throwing him BP, basically. So there's a great relationship there. There's an ease about it, uh, and he's got it super timed. But uh, it may not manifest itself in home runs during real games, but he has got a very, very efficient, and it's a beautiful swing. It's a beautiful swing. It's a thing of beauty. When you're um, and when you're that strong too, yeah. it just doesn't wear you out like it does the small, the little bit smaller guys. Yeah, yep. Um, that scares me about Acuna and some of those other super athletic guys. Yeah. 
they're just going to have to wear themselves out swinging harder. So, yeah, but you know, he gets in the groove, Alonzo gets in a groove and it's just really easy power. It's like, yeah. there's an ease to his swing and that's why he doesn't, he gets the, the proper amount of backspin and it just carries. And a uh, guys like Acuna, I could see him just hitting line drives, one hopping them to the wall all night long because that's his swing. But Alonzo's got, like you said, He's got that sort of swing and mentality that he could just win as many as he wants to. Yep. So I'm 120, um, $120 richer if he wins. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, we got a, we got a question coming down the pike here. Uh, when was the NF select NFL draft? Good question. Great question. Out? So select is doing a draft version this year for the first time. Um, and I've got the, I don't have an exact date, but I have the calendar pulled up right here in front of me. Um, so select hobby for 2021 hasn't even come out yet. So that's going to be first. And I think that's a couple weeks away. Um, and then uh, select draft for 2022 will be after that. So if nothing changes, August 10th is when regular select comes out. And so select draft Let's see if they've even got a date penciled in because these dates have been moving this past year more than normal. So, um, yeah, I don't see an exact date for it yet, but I would be shocked if select 2022 draft released before regular 2021 hobby. So I, nothing would surprise me with the with the Panini's release schedule. Correct. And stranger things have happened, and there's conspiracy theories around. Are they pushing? Are they pushing select out so far because the 22 class is so weak, and they want to mm. keep some of that money for a little bit later? I don't know, but um, someone said I'm the goat, and I and Josh is my dad. So none of my <laughs> kids are, none of my kids are allowed on Facebook. So I know those are not actual my kids. Well, you are the goat. Whoever you, you are. are the goat. The goofiest, goofiest of all time. All right. Um, I I do want to bring this up real quick. Um, Soto, uh, who is competing tonight, dude, this this man he turned down four hundred and forty million dollars. Like that's Patrick Mahomes' money. That's a half a, a billion dollars. Half a billion. Half a billion. I mean, Mahomes took his and bought. I, I think he has a share of the Royals now. So. Um, and you had an interesting thought on why he turned it down and it's not about the money. Yeah. So I, I don't, surely I, this isn't, you know, rocket science here, but he, surely he thinks he knows I can get that money from about any team. Why get it from a team that, you know, may not win. I mean, I say that they actually won, you know, what, two years ago or something, but they've won recently. Yeah. So he could be thinking, I don't know. My original thought was he wants to go to a big market team and he knows he'll get the money from there. So to me, it's not about the money. It can't be about the money. It can't be about the length. It's a long, long contract. And that's a half a billion dollars. The only other thing could be he wants to do some smaller contracts, which would allow him to you know, the LeBron effect, you know, I'm going to sign a short contract. And when that expires, then I can get this big monster contract on a shorter time. That's some thoughts. Maybe he wants to do some smaller ones and he's comfortable knowing he's not going to get injured or 
he's going to go. Uh, yeah. I looked over on Facebook to see who did that. Carson and Christian are the ones that put that, but um, <laughs> Christian show. I do have a son named Christian, but you are not him, but thank you. Uh, th- that's my thought. He knows he can get that kind of money from anywhere. People are acting like, why would he turn down 440 million? That's unbelievable. Cause it's not like everyone else is going to offer him 200 million. Every right. team's every team's going to offer him 400 plus million. He wants to go to a bigger market. DC is not where he would want to be, like Derek says. So um, I think that's it. It, it. It's probably more about the city and the team than it is championship potential because the Nationals have won recently and they're a good team. But I'm he curious would, your thoughts because I, it, he would hit if he went and, and played half his games at Yankee Stadium, he'd hit 80 home runs. With that short, <laughs> short right field porch, it's crazy. And now he can play anywhere because so the knock on him was he was a below average fielder. That was his only weakness. And then now, since every, there's a universal DH, he could just sit there, sit there and be a professional hitter. And him, Jordan Alvarez will just, you know, race to the triple crown every year. So it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I, it, it's, it'll be really, I mean, here's the other thing. He can't say that either. The only thing he can do is turn it down. It, he can't play this. It, it, it's not you, it's me. You know, you yeah. can't tell someone, I don't want to be in your town. That's why I'm turning down a half a billion dollars. But I, I have a feeling that's the case. Like yeah. when you break up with a girl, it's like, I'm not going to really tell her why. Cause I love her <laughs> as a person. But I don't want to be with her. And I think that's probably what this is. I love you as a place, but I don't want to be with you long term. As Mr. Miyagi would say, you you pretty okay too. Um, I'd like to see him in San Francisco with the Cove overload. Oh yeah, just knocking people out in their in their uh, in their kayaks. Yeah, that would be really. He wants to live in California. Absolutely. So, um. Josh, are you sending anything to Beckett? <laughs> I'm not. Um, part of it is I really like using Palmetto cards. And so, and they're mainly PSA and SGC. So I'm a little, little, I have submitted to Beckett in the past and I've not been disappointed. I've yeah. kind of got what I thought and I like the look of their slabs. It is kind of funny that you say that. I don't see hardly any Beckett slabs come into the shop. And I see PSA and SGC almost daily. Yep. So these are numbers from um, from Gem Mint or Gem Rate. Um, follow, they're such a good follow if you sort of nerd out on these sort of things uh, on Instagram. But they posted this. This was in June. Um, so PSA, <laughs> I still can't get over this number, graded 887,000 cards, which is a 0% um change from may so they stayed steady which they're such slackers i can't believe that they didn't do more can't even get to a million in a month come on psa um this is interesting so csg that's really interesting 12 percent. that's cool Hmm. i mean you you said how good looking their slabs are oh they are fantastic um sgc up five percent beckett Poor, poor Beckett. Um, Down 18%. Uh, Have you ever tried submitting to Beckett? I, so, so the reason why I ask, so I I got these online as a lot and um, they're, um, and I always, so this is a Russell Wilson. So I got a pair of them. 
Russell those Wilson. Are, those are encased. Yes, infinite. They're from in, uh, they're Infinity Football. That's the brand, I guess. Panini tried. Uh, they're numbered. This one's one out of ten, and the other one's four out of ten. But they're the thicker cardstock, and I can or I see through the scratched up case. There may be issues with one of these corners. I'm. This is going to get. This may get murdered. Both of these may get murdered if I send them to PSA or SGC, which is you know there's there's zero room to give any sort of nuance, and so I looked up to try to to go through the process of submitting. I mean, I'm having to print out a form and fill it out and do all kinds of calculus to do this. So really? yeah, it's not, it's not good. It's, it's not a, a good year since I submitted to Beckett. Does Palmetto submit? I know that you said that they don't do it. They don't, they don't sit there Advertise. and say they do it, but they, they yeah, would. I think they would. Um, we had a, a customer's Jordan rookie that we submitted to PSA and PSA could not guarantee the authenticity. They didn't say it was fake, but they couldn't guarantee it. Mm. And so, um, Palmetto offered to send it off to Beckett for us to see what they would say. Right. And so we did. And believe it or not, they said the same thing. They couldn't guarantee the authenticity. Wow. Uh, so that's just, they're being really careful with those, putting their names on something that might be. So it's got to check every box. And um, we still feel like that Jordan was legitimate, but just something about it that the two companies just wouldn't feel comfortable slab slabbing it. And they have their reputation to protect. So. All right. So let's move on. I like Beckett for the chance that like, this isn't going to PSA 10. I want a nine five. So, I mean, a soft corner, there's a one pretty good. I mean, one's pretty smoked, but everything else looks clean. So let's just say they give an eight on the corners. And probably if a corner is bad, then the edges is not going to get a nine. But let's just say eight, nine, nine, five, nine, five. What would that end up being? Would that still just be a nine? Because you can't so. move up to a nine five, right? Right. I, I don't think there's a chance it could be a nine five. So, a so a nine with a ten auto in a Beckett slab. It's better it than be a worth. seven or an eight PSA. Yeah, it may be worth it. I'll I'll have to send these off to uh to uh, Aaron and his team it's, to see. What it's they like do. a you know I'll use Brady because he's my boy, but I had a nice Brady and it's just absolutely perfect. And one quarter's corner is visibly not perfect. I mean, if PSA can't ten it, they have to give it a nine. And yeah. so um, I'd rather have a Beckett nine five on that if I thought. Yeah. So those are just thoughts of yeah. I can't get a ten. I'd rather have a Beckett nine five because it's better than a PSA nine. Well, hopefully, and I think the slabs look better, but that's beside the point. Well, then I'll send it to Beckett, and next month it'll be fifty thousand and one because of my. Keep us up, baby. Uh, I will. So, card from the vault. Why yes. don't you go first? Because I can no. guarantee you my card is is older than yours. Older. So, probably. Mine's not very old, but he's representing tonight. I had to pull out the Topps nice. Chrome Pete Alonzo rookie. Is that, like is that a base? Is that a parallel? It's the base. It's on card. It's, you know, not super expensive. Underpriced, in my, in my opinion. But... He's my boy. I'm pulling for. He's gonna have. One. He's gonna have a, a hundred and sixty-five RBIs this year. Dude's a beast. He's the polar bear. And someone just texted me and said, "Julio friggin' Rodriguez," and I said, 
don't text me. I'm recording the Derby. So I'm going to go watch the Derby from start. Please don't put anything in the comments. But apparently Julio Rodriguez is off to a good start. Nice. So. so here's my card from the vault. I bought this off of uh, Ryan. His name is Ryan Nolan. And yes, he's named after Nolan Ryan. Um, breakout cards, great follow, good kid from Florida. He sold this to me at a trade night. And I went ahead and got it graded. He sold it to me almost a year ago. This is from 1902. See, I got good eyes. 02. There nice. you go. 02. It's the oldest card and the lowest grade, and I love it. This guy, this is a soccer player from back in the day. Um, super, super cool that this thing is 120 years old, That's and it's insane. sitting on my sitting on my bookshelf and i've got a couple other ones that i got back just a a funky a funky uh submission to sgc but man these vintage cards and an sgc holder i'll take it all day long how sweet would it be to have a time machine and to be able to go back in time to the moment that exact card was pulled from a pack oh it's nuts it, and i'm not even sure i think they were and it's not a pack of cards right. i think it was a pack of cigarettes probably yeah just to see in person or the other thing would be to know the journey that that card went on for the last 120 years to end up where it's ended up. Those are just really cool things we'll never know and would be so awesome to know. How about this one? This is a SGC three. So it's three times as good looking, right? But that's Sir Hiram Maxim. He looks like a baseball player. No. Well, he's not. He invented, is- he invented the machine gun. SGC three from 1901. It's a year older. Cancel him. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Got to love old cards, even if they're even if they're not valuable. They're so they're such pieces of history. Yeah. Those are awesome. I need to I need to get some old cards for my future vault. Super cool. Super cool. All right. Uh, next week, what is coming? I have oh. a bunch of I have a bunch of stuff that was crossed out because I don't know how to do research. So. Uh, you you got the notes in front of you. Go ahead so and talk. On the talk yeah, on the um, on the docket here. Let me pull it up. Um, and again, all of these dates are subject to change because that happens all the time. But um, Tier One Baseball is coming. Um, Recon Basketball, Legacy Football. Those are all good sellers, good hobby product. Um, keep in mind, like. Most people, myself included, if I were to go into a hobby shop, I just couldn't pay for hobby box price of Donner's Optic. So if you like Donner's Optic, just like Prism, um, stay tuned because we'll carry retail in that same product. So if you want to get some football optic, that always takes us a little bit after hobby comes out. So you can't if you can't afford that optic football price, optic retails on the horizon for us. So. And um, correct me if I'm wrong. So Legacy, that brand is in Chronicles, right? It is. Yep. But it's different. Chronicles. Chronicles. Uh, it's my one of my favorite products, but it's still confusing to me. So yeah. So what it'll what it'll be is when when 22 Legacy comes out and it'll have um, Malik Willis and, and Kenny Pickett and those guys. They'll be in their college uniforms. When Chronicles comes out way at the end of the season. They're in their pro uniforms. It's the uh, same looking card, but they're in pro uniforms. Okay. Again, it's Chronicle, so it's never, it's never probably holds about the same value as a, 
as an original okay. draft one, but okay. that's that's a difference in that for sure. So Okay, cool. And then same thing with Recon, right? Recon is in the Chronicles basketball product. Correct. In fact, I think it was taken to so well out of Chronicles, they decided, hey, let's just make it its own set. So um, Flux is another one. I think they kind of taste... They taste the uh, market out a little bit on some of these cards and get the reactions from customers. And then if they're good reactions, then they'll actually make the full set. So, Fantastic. All right. Let us wrap things up. And like I said, it's my anniversary. I we're love at, you, we're Susan. Have, and we're at 45 um, minutes, so we're right on go. the clock. Let's wrap things up with, I'm going to let you run with this crazy stat. Let me share my screen. Uh, and this was just for the for mainly for the photo, but it's uh, would have loved to seen this guy in the derby again. But yeah. go ahead and talk us through so, your stat. This is referring to last year's home run derby when Otani was in it. It said, though he was eliminated in the first round by Juan Soto, Shohei Otani hit six 500 foot home runs. The most in a single home run derby since Statcast began tracking. So, and that's that, nuts because those pitches are getting lobbed in there. It's not like he's hitting fastballs, right? So I read that and really to think about that, six in one round that were five hundred footers. That's unreal, really. That's so that led me to the next little. Did you have the little tidbit after that? So um, Stanton Giancarlo Stanton owns the hardest hit ball of every regular season and spring training. So they've tracked that. Um, <laughs> and how this ties back to Otani Otani has the highest recorded hit ball in history. Granted, they only started recently tracking it, but you got to think it's probably going to hold up um, from, from previous generations, but um, hardest hit baseball ever tracked by a left-handed hitter. So. Those are just some, it started with my home run derby stat and trickled over to the Otani stat. But that dude, not only is a, such a good pitcher, that dude is a monster hitter, really. He is. Imagine playing, let's see, he's left-handed. Imagine playing second base <laughs> and something coming at you at 119 miles an hour. Yeah. And I didn't realize Stanton owns like all of them. Like he's just, it's like, being at shortstop with Stanton up, you're like, all right, make sure my neck cup's ready. That's right. <laughs> all right. That is all we have today, is. guys. Thank you. If you've made it this far, be sure to like, subscribe, drop a review, do all the social things. Josh, you have anything for our listeners before we let them go? Happy anniversary to you. Go enjoy Thank the you. evening. Tell your wife the same. Um, we have one break filling over on the break page. We got some spots left. It's the two Chronicle hobby box break. It's a pick your team. Then you'll get another additional team um, randomized as well. So 65 bucks, go over and check it out. We pulled a big card last night in that product. It's, it is hard to get burned. I promise. So uh, we'll, we'll break that tomorrow if it's full. So if you're interested, go check it out. Thanks Josh. Have a good Thanks, night, everybody. See, See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like the Talking Shop podcast, be sure to give us a great rating and review. Catch you next time as we talk shop.